conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Okay. Do you guys consider yourselves digital marketing experts? Not at all. I per oh yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, well, I saw you try to slide that in there. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people get intimidated by kind of the whole aspect of digital marketing, especially if you're an operator, property manager, running your own business. And the OTAs are the easiest, fastest way to get great visibility, millions of potential guests. So it's kind of no wonder that your direct bookings kind of get lost in the mix. It doesn't become as much of a priority. But if you want more control over those direct bookings and you don't want to be paying all those commission fees, Atlas by TravelNet might be for you. They're going to set you up with a beautiful mobile-friendly website because let's face it, we're all addicted to our phones. So it has to work on your desktop and your phone. Then they're going to set you up with your pay-per-click campaigns and a fast, secure booking engine that's going to drive all of that guest data into track or whatever software you're using. So you can build this robust database full of guest information and keep that repeat business going. So if you want more control over your brand, schedule a free consultation with the marketing experts at Atlas. You can find that link in our show notes. Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels and short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, you two. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm good. Um, I'm at Verma in Kansas City right now. So I'm in, my background is a beautiful hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Will and I are conferences last week so taking yeah. this week off enjoy yeah the conference grind is real <laughs> it is a hundred percent real i was in your shoes last week while in scottsdale michael you were in utah right salt lake salt right. lake yeah well uh i i do have to give the ladies at the level up your listing summit a big shout out because it was a pretty i'm not gonna lie it was a kick-ass conference from Everything from the design, the attention to detail, the speaking sessions, it was actually really cool. It took the industry conference level up a notch, which I appreciated because it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was awesome. great. It was great. It was uh, like you could definitely tell women designed the conference because there was so much like aesthetic to it that like I could not 
I could, there's never, I, I don't have well the, run we, and well organized. Yeah. 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 We, we were ahead of schedule. We were, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was, it was legit. I, I was impressed and I'm excited for next year. They invited me back surprisingly. So I guess. Yeah. I well at a conference full of women. I'm sure that you liked that. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm sure you said yes well, to going back. Well, okay. So I thought maybe I would have a little bit more of a pool of single ladies my age. Very unfortunately, uh, not the case. <laughs> so everyone was either married, engaged, had a boyfriend, whatever the, the scenario. All so right, I, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was it was a joke because Julie George did like a whole try to auction me off on stage and didn't go very well. So oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, you were excited about that. Sorry, buddy. You go, you go hit. It was oh just yeah, a little stab to the heart, but good time either way. Excited for next year. Well, our air DNA stat of the week plays into um, the booking window. So for your next conference, if you want to know the best time to book your accommodations, on average, it's between two and four weeks before the stay. You're going to have high prices six months out. You're going to have high prices the week before. But according to AirDNA, two to six weeks out will net you an average of 9% savings. So not yeah. nothing. That's a pretty good yeah. little chunk. Um, and then the shortest windows for last minute bookings uh, is in urban locations. Not surprising. Uh, people who tend to travel to urban locations, for some reason, don't plan as well as those traveling to destination <laughs> markets. So... Thank you, Air DNA. I guess I feel like a little bit of a traitor to our industry because I'm staying in a hotel right now. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. It's convenient. Michael, let's say Michael and I have had that rule of like for any conference, it's really, it sounds great in theory to get a short term rental and book with a couple other people and do all the stuff. But at the end of the day, you're running around so much with conferences, at least we are. Yeah. So to be at the hotel is just a lot easier. You just run up, put your stuff away, and you're good. To it go. might be more per night, but saving on Ubers and convenience yeah. and yada yada. But uh, yeah, hotels serve a purpose, guys. They do. They do. There's room for everyone. There's room <laughs> yes. for everybody. And That's what the show is all about. Everybody. Yes, agreed. Um, well, there was a lot that happened last week. Um, I was kind of unplugged to the industry when I was in a genealogical conference. Um, but so exciting. There were, there were plenty of headlines coming through uh, for us to discuss this morning. Where do you guys want to start? I say, do we want to cover the industry news and then work our way up to the kind of main broader points that we wanted to talk about? Let's do it. Well, uh, this morning, it was unfortunate to see when I was scrolling my Instagram, but uh, one of the co-founders of Accor, at 91 years old, passed away this morning. So what a legacy he has left. Uh, Accor is not a, a small small name in our industry, especially with One Fine Stay and the, the amount of things that they've accomplished in their lifetime. So that was uh, unfortunate news. But we also saw last week, I think on Friday afternoon, Friday or almost, uh, almost afternoon, uh, LMPM was acquired by Inhabit. So they have joined the one of many property management software solutions that Inhabit now owns. Um, it was an interesting sell for me 
I, I was not expecting Inhabit to be the one to acquire LMPM. If anything, LMPM I thought was going to be um, a software that would try to stay independent for a while. But would love to know your guys' thoughts before before we jump on to the next. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always viewed them as kind of the the ones that try and buck the trends. So yeah. to join Inhabit is an interesting move, but the fundraising environment's tough. The exit opportunities are probably fairly slim for a medium-sized property management system in the vacation rental space. So, you know, it's as founders, you have to consider all options and what the futures mm -hmm. entail and inhabit can structure things in a way that's beneficial for founders. Uh, it's a little perplexing on the inhabit side, why they keep buying all these PMSs because yeah. they're not, they're not jamming them together. It might make sense if you jam them under one system. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, We'll see how that long-term strategy plays out. I much prefer track strategy of buying value ads for the platform yeah. versus buying competitors. Um, and even some of Guesty's acquisitions make sense when they've gone after kind of the smaller PMSs mm -hmm. that service, you know, the one to 10 type of people, uh, the, your, your porters of the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But time will tell. Yeah. It comes down to the question of like buyer build and I just keep seeing them buy. So I'm like, it would make sense that they put it, like you said, under one system, but... Well, they're a private equity fund, so buying is what yeah. they do. But the strategy of how they're buying is, you know, I'm not around their strategy table. I haven't heard it, but... <laughs> they haven't asked you, Michael? <laughs> I probably, you know, I, I might take it a different direction. That's all right. Yeah. They're probably smarter than I am, so... Um, really the kind of the same as Michael's. I think it is a little odd, the, you know, buying all these competitors, but from the um, LMPM like viewpoint, I definitely think that you kind of reach a point where like, you know, the founders might want to move on mm -hmm. or, you know, they've kind of come to the end of what they want to do and there's only so many options. So I think that, you know, that that's, this is probably the best offer that they had. Totally, totally agree. And one thing I forgot to mention prior to us diving into this news is, Brandy, since that you are in Kansas City at the VRMA Spring Forum, mm -hmm. I have to give our friends at TravelNet a quick shout out because they have a special message for all of our listeners and live viewers because I see we have a ton of live viewers on LinkedIn right now, a couple on YouTube. So I want to let you know that TravelNet and Batter, sorry, Better Talent, Batter, uh, Better Talent, are putting together a Bloody Marys and Barbecue Party starting tomorrow, which is March 7th at 10 a.m. So it'll be between the TravelNet Solution booth and the Better Talent booth lounge. Uh, and they are bringing back the Bloody Marys fully loaded with bacon. So You will find me there yeah. 100%. Bloody That's Marys are my jam. <laughs> um, on a Tuesday. I was, Heck yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. was like, dang. 10 a.m. Tuesday, Bloody Marys, bacon. I hope they have that bacon wall again. That was one of the funniest uh, conference things I've ever seen. I'll text yeah, you. I just take pictures, Brandy. I will. Yeah, I please will. <laughs> get a couple. Get a couple good selfies with it. Mm -hmm. But I just had to do that because I totally forgot, and I was like, "Oh, I see everyone that usually probably is uh, not usually probably is at the at the conference right now." So, wanted to give that quick shout out. But um, 
moving on. So industry news, we also saw Sonder. So we've talked about layoffs and speaking of better talent, we had Steve Trover, founder of Better Talent, on the show to kind of go over like the numbers of how companies did this mass hiring and now all these layoffs look really shocking, but really it's just more of a correction. Uh, we kind of jumped into uh, talent pools or what they call puddles sometimes, depending on the destination. So it was really interesting, but Sonder did lay off about 14% of its corporate workforce. So it was the second round. I think I saw this morning, Airbnb is doing a 30%, uh, but I don't have a confirmed number yet. Yeah. Um, A lot of the recruiting staff. Yeah. Which I mean, makes sense. I feel like you, I mean, at Vicasa, we saw a lot of the BD team get let go. Um, You know, you're trying to focus on your core operations. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, you look at Saunders stock price, what 80, 87 cents uh, is pretty brutal. Um, I still have to listen to their earnings call in full disclosure. I like going through and listening to back all up that. to a dollar. It's back up to a dollar. Okay. That's oh, good. Wow. Um, but you know, I think that this, there's two sides to this that I find, you know, interesting first there's, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious that this was a company that wasn't really ready to go public. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that's been a lot of the commentary. That's not really a hot take. But these are some of the effects of that. Um, but you also know that they kind of had to go public because there was no well to go back to for fundraising. And we've talked about how the fundraising environment is incredibly difficult right now. So you kind of understand why decisions are made, but then you see the consequences of those decisions. And then doing all these rounds of layoffs just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. You know, if you have two, three rounds of layoffs in a year, it just shows like, why are you, you know, that's, that's a, that's a lot of layoffs in a short period of time. That's probably terrible for morale where you're like, am I next? What's going to happen in a month? Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, I, I mean, obviously that really, is unfortunate for the people that got laid off, but I'm sure they're very talented people. Sonder was on a big hiring spree. So just like in the kind of general tech world, I'm sure all of those people are finding jobs right away. Um, yeah. 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 Cut, so, cut once, cut deep. Exactly. Cutting every quarter. You yeah. also can't cut your way out of this revenue and cash flow problem. Like that's the, the, at the end of the day, you like do your properties contribute to the the bottom line like do you have are your the ability to make enough revenue to have a business mm-hmm. well it also kind of makes me go into the kind of like more on the i've been reading a lot of books on team and culture and building all this like systems and how this all works and really find it fascinating when it comes to these layoffs like i think about sustainability and i get like especially when you're venture backed and all this other stuff or even just a public company you have to do certain things according to the stakeholders that have put the money in. But to me, when it comes to being a sustainable business, when people are doing these rampant hirings, it doesn't make sense on sustainability, knowing if like, if they like, they have to have at the back of their head. If I hire one person in my small company, I'm already thinking, can I sustain through, even if we lost X amount of revenue or X amount of accounts or whatever, like that, that to me is always something going through my head. So why are companies like, Airbnb, Sonder, Vacasa, all of them doing these massive hirings, doing and even go outside of the industry, Meta, Google, all of them. And then all of a sudden just being like, well, revenues aren't there or everyone's laying off people. So we just got to cut a good chunk of uh, of people. I don't know. To me, it just comes you to You got to tell the story. 
will. Yeah. Once you're publicly traded, you have to show the markets you're going to be growing. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, from that, from a public perception, perception is reality when you're publicly traded. It's exactly. all about yeah. the stories you can tell the shareholders. Yeah. And well, and you had, I it get was that, boom but time. this, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, it was crazy. So there it's like, let's hire as many people as possible because look at like, look at what's happening with our demand. Um, and yeah, I, I'll be curious to kind of see the path that they take, whether they start letting like kind of looking through their properties and kind of what their business development model is going to be, because you also know that they have, they're paying some crazy rents. I would imagine that they're trying to renegotiate as much as possible oh, yeah. because they're probably paying some outrageous, outrageous costs. 100%. And Jamie did confirm it was just 30% of their recruiting staff. So oh, okay. 30% of their all staff of the recruiting staff. So about 27 people. So which... they're going to be doing a lot less hiring in the next yeah. 12 to 24 months. Hundred percent. Um, sweet. I think that covers the industry news pieces. Um, we did have one other one. It's a uh, unfortunate and really sad in our group chat. I wasn't excited to share this one, just an FYI. But um, we did see a story about someone. Um, whether there's no real proof of where the drugs were, whether it was left from a previous guest and it wasn't properly cleaned or anything like that, but a lawsuit has been hit to Airbnb for uh, an infant who passed away of a, a fentanyl overdose. So very, very unfortunate. It is like just death in general, but death of a child, like I can't even imagine. Uh, so it's terrible. Again, yeah. I mean, it, no real it, source of where the drugs, but yeah. Very it sad. highlights a few things. One, the, the fentanyl thing yeah. problem is real, but yeah. two, I mean, I, the unsung uh, importance of housekeepers and, and the cleaners doing a great job. I've heard, you know, cleaners finding drugs, finding guns, finding all, all sorts, sorts of, of things. nasty things. And it's it's important to open that drawer and check under the bed, and you know, every all the details matter, not just to make sure it's clean, but to make sure it's safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I'm looking around like my hotel room right now. And, you know, if for a cleaner to come in here and check all the drawers and kind of like get it's really not there's only like a couple of them. Right. But then if you're staying in a home, there is like uh, almost unlimited spaces where something could be. And so I think it's yeah, it, it definitely shows like making sure that, you know, you're being very diligent um and also unfortunate that this happened in miami i feel like that's uh yeah not, not great pr for the city either yeah it, it the main message for me is safety i think we do get very caught up in the operational high level stuff right we're talking about sonder layoffs and layoffs from airbnb and you know air uh, the next topic of of banning and all this other stuff so it's like these are all great topics but the safety aspect is something that really like needs to be super intentional i know like justin ford is always preaching safety at breezeway and he's always preaching safety online and we're, we're you know people that create podcasts whether it's our show or any other show in our network or outside of the network you know do touch on safety but when it comes to the actual boots on the ground that that message really does come from the higher up that does come from 
the C-level, the executives, the uh, director of ops, whoever, you know, title position that is. Um, and sometimes it's more talked about than actually practice, which is, again, unfortunate. But Yeah, you safety. have to have buy-in from every single member of the team, especially when it comes to cleanliness and safety and, yeah. you know, things like that. You have, like, if the housekeeping supervisor or the housekeeping manager isn't, is like, yeah, whatever, like, that will, that attitude will translate down. And you need to know, that, like, the housekeepers are really, like, the the base, the, the backbone of your business. Yeah. Yeah. The... It, I want to agree with one of the one of the industry's most respected guys. I'll leave his name out, but I was complaining that this rental we were in didn't have salt and pepper, and he was like, "Well, we don't we don't supply salt either because we had someone replace salt with coke one time." Yeah, and I mean that's yeah, it's insane what idiots will do, um, but you got to be cautious and you know, put, uh, put as, as many safety rails up as possible. Agreed. Yeah. I always thought like, you know, the, all like the single serving things like single, you know, like the single serving coffee or sugar. Yeah. I'm like, that is just such a waste. And, you know, we, it makes it so you can't necessarily partner with like local, you know, local suppliers. And then you hear about things kind of like this and it really drives home that all of that is simply for safety. Like, and mm -hmm. it, cause it, sometimes it's not even cost effective, but it's like no. safety becomes like the paramount, yeah. you know, yep. component. Totally agree. Well, on that, you know, safety is important. Airbnb has started banning people associated with being a risky guest. So if you have a criminal record, if you've had a bad run in in the past at Airbnb, they aren't going to let you stay, which is one thing. But if you're dating one of them or your roommates with one of them, then, or your family of one of them, then you're also not going to be able to stay, which eh, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting line there. Um, safety first, yes. But this, to me, is maybe a step or two too far. I will put out a disclaimer before Brandy gives a point. We are not turning into the anti-Airbnb show or anything. like. We bring up Airbnb because they do get a lot of PR. I just want any of our listeners knowing that when it comes to Airbnb, we're not just trying to go after Airbnb every episode. That's my one disclaimer. I just have to put it out there because it does happen, and I don't want people to have that perception. So... Yeah. Continue I mean, on, I book on Airbnb all the time. So, um, and they're a, a big uh, source of revenue. So yeah, but there's just like, they're a big part of the conversation. So um, yeah, for this, I mean, I was so, I guess, surprised to see so many articles or like that this conversation has popped up in the last week, because we have so many problems <laughs> with this happening, like with people we've caught, like fraud rings using Airbnb. And that's not like a comment necessarily on Airbnb. It happens in hotels. I mean, booking.com, mm -hmm. that was a massive problem for a long time, probably still is. You know, it's fraud in general, regardless of industry, is a very difficult problem to solve. So yeah. I'm just, you know, I I haven't heard before this um 
before this week of like people being associated with people being banned. Um, and I just, you know, you can run a background check, but I mean, if I, you know, if my high school boyfriend that I haven't, you know, seen since I was 18 now has a felony and uh, the, I get banned from Airbnb, like that just seems crazy. Um, yeah. and it's like, how do you, like, how are you describing or defining association? You know, I can see potentially like if you're married or if they're a par- like a direct familial ties where there's like legal documentation that you're associated. But I mean, if you're going off of like who you know on social media, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I don't really know how you really make that scientific. Yeah, maybe it's same address, same household, mm-hmm. same, I mean... And how are they finding this out too? Right. Exactly. Like, what it's kind not of Chesky who's like scrolling through online, people like, I'm gonna go ban this person, but there's definitely someone or some ones who are making these well, there's decisions. There's a system the... built to to yeah. scrape all of this information. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'd be curious to know the parameters of of uh, that database. I think a lot of people will because some of the bands they've done, there's a story of a, a lady whose boyfriend, um, she used his credit card, but it was her account, her booking. She was traveling and they didn't let it go through. There was one whose politics didn't align with somebody at Airbnb and their her parents got, got banned. Yeah. Um, so it it's a very interesting like scattershot. So... I think more will come. I am not against banning bad people from Airbnb or from short-term rentals. We also use Airbnb. Uh, They're used in the news all the time because their main marketing effort is PR. They said that in their last earnings call. They don't do pay-per-click. They do PR. With good comes bad in PR. So that's why a lot of the, to Will's point, a lot of the articles that we reference are sometimes negative towards Airbnb, but they can be more broadly applied to negative towards the industry because fraudulent bookings happen on booking, you know, parties can still happen in Verbo. It, it, it happens in hotels. I mean, it's, I think that this is, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, from, because Airbnb has this big PR machine, like you said, with good comes bad, but the people that are dealing with this in, in reality are the hosts are the operators. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a chargeback, you know, that sometimes, I mean, across like considering all platforms that comes out of the host bank account. If they're a really difficult or dangerous guest, it's your staff on the ground that's dealing with them, trying to evict them. The police almost never come unless you say like there is like a life or death situation happening. And then even, I mean, you know, so it's, it's very fraud. I mean, like we said, fraud is very tricky. I think this is a reaction to all of the kind of like, how are you, what are you doing to prevent these people from, you know, from booking. But I mean, fraud is incredible. People who are participating in things like this are, can be very sophisticated. And, you know, it's, so I do have a little bit of sympathy for Airbnb because they are being tasked publicly to solve a problem that nobody has solved. (laughs) So, um, 
but I think they need to give some more parameters. Like I think it needs to be clear, like, Hey, this is what we're looking for. If you are banned, it's because we thought you fit one of these 10 criteria. If you feel like not, here's the appeal process. But in one of the examples, the woman appealed and they were like, nah, and we're not going to help you with this anymore. And so that is also, you know, then you've just lost your ability to book on Airbnb. So, yeah. Well, I'll also say like, you know, Airbnb is a huge giant. They are not only referenced as the industry of short-term rentals a lot of times, especially like we were talking behind the scenes that anytime people say I'm staying at Airbnb, I'm an Airbnb host, whatever they are, like that is them referencing short-term rentals. Most likely they got through it with Airbnb and with how big of a giant of a company they are. Like to me, what doesn't make sense is if they're trying to actually make a public statement because they are getting public pressure on trust, safety, verification of actual guests, not just allowing any Joe Schmo to upload a fake ID or even a expired ID or whatever the type of criteria they do to get past these kind of little barriers of fraud, um, fraud like detection. There's companies out there that are already doing this and they're doing it well. So like, why wouldn't they like, no, not to the plug, but like auto host, I automatically think of like, Autohost, like why would a company, even though, yeah, I get it, they're public and they're this big giant, they don't need anybody. Why, why try to do something, especially horribly try, like a poor attempt. So me, this is a big, poor attempt on showing we are safe and we are, you know, we're putting our hosts first and our community first. I call it, I call it BS on that. And they can actually team up with a company that actually has built a product that's really made for this. Especially- and Michael, I know you're going to Especially if you're sitting on nine billion dollars in cash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Love the guys at yeah. Autohost, but they're not worth nine billion. It, you know, it'd be a significantly yeah. smaller chunk than that. And yeah, I think those those bits of PR can help go a long way. And even if they kept it separate, they now own it, so they can keep some liability on Autohost. But they've purchased this platform that beats these um fraudulent bookings these bad guests etc yeah i was thinking a little bit about like the experience of checking into the hotel last night where i mean i had to go and you know give my id and credit card and all of that and so you know we're used to now on airbnb or booking.com um if you're booking a short-term rental that you don't have to do any of that. Like you get your check-in instructions, you just waltz in. Like that's kind of the beauty of the the experience in our industry. So I think mm-hmm. that having like incorporating some sort of ID verification into the booking process at Airbnb and booking.com, at least for vacation rentals, short-term rentals will be clutch because that you still don't have to deal with the front desk, which is kind of, you know, for guest and host, one of the perks, but then yeah. you have that safety component and it doesn't take a lot of time. Like you're the most basic one is like you take a picture of your ID front and back, you take a selfie and like, that's it. And you can add layers to it, but that wouldn't take a lot of effort on the guest side booking to, to do that. You know, when some of that stuff internationally is required passport yeah. verifications. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're maybe a little more free to do what we want and travel where we want. People can make, an Airbnb account tomorrow and use it to go stay somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's not that verification. So yeah, I think um, at, at least they're making some steps towards continuously trying to stop bad actors from staying in rentals. 
Yeah. And you know, know, honestly, if they figure it out, like I think that they're, you know, the first probably the first mover gets all either all the praise or all the heat. And so, I mean, if they do come up with a real solution to how you can prevent this, then that benefits, I mean, so many, so many companies, so many industries. But I just think it we're in like the definitely like the Nansa like early stages of that. Yeah. I mean, it's a platform differentiator too. If if Airbnb solves it, then people are going to take their bookings off of the other platforms and put them all yep. through Airbnb because they'll be safe. Um, yeah. I was going to say, didn't safe. Jamie just share? Sorry, didn't Jamie just share a stat like a significant amount of hosts don't even make it a year after signing up on the platform? Not saying that has to do with anything with safety, but you know, I feel like that number would decrease knowing that when you do have a guest booking. <laughs> it is tied to a certain criteria of verification rather than just saying like yeah. they're verified. Like we checked their phone number and their email. Like, cool. I can get a new phone number today on an app called open phone and create a new email on gmail.com right now. Like how hard is that? Yeah. So yeah. Are you part of the fraud rings? Will? Hey, <laughs> Hey, I, I may, I may with someone who is, yeah <laughs> don't don't put that out in the world because i'm gonna next booking i get it's gonna be like oh you're banned blocked damn <laughs> we heard your episode well, brandy we can't wait to hear how vrma goes hear yeah. how this bloody mary bacon wall looks uh, yeah if anyone is here um in kansas city um i'll be here until tomorrow afternoon i have two sessions so shameless plug um i have one today um for smaller operators who are looking to kind of like get um some information on their tech stack and what to choose um that is at three um around three and then tomorrow is how to be more organized how to use the technology uh, not just the, within um the vacation rental short-term rental space but like you know slack or click up or things like that so kind of both technology sessions on how to uh, make your life a little bit less stressful i love it man you're always plugged into the tech talks i, I like it you're <laughs> kind of a big deal. You're kind of a big uh, yeah. deal there, Brandy. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited to see you guys again next week. Uh, one more week doing this at home, and then I'm off to Nashville for the STR Wealth. So lots of conferences. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys, though, in Barcelona. Like, we're going to be I hanging know. out in person. It's going to be great. <laughs> I know. Two months away. Uh, but good stuff for all of our live viewers. Make sure that you are one connecting with Brandy in Kansas city. If you are listening or watching uh, Two, make sure you like, and subscribe. It helps us a ton. We love also hearing from you and knowing who you are behind the scenes outside of just being like a download or a listen. So make sure you follow us on social media. You can get some sweet merch on our merch store link in the show notes. And then the last and final plug would be, Shout out to our amazing sponsors at TravelNet and AirDNA. We love working with you guys, and you guys have been awesome to be part of the whole GMH ecosystem. So thanks again, and we'll see everyone again next week.